The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey there, look at that. We've already made it to Tuesday. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jaylen, how are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. I missed you. It's been like three or four days since I've seen you. Mm. You don't have to say it back. It's all right. But well, we didn't talk at all this weekend, which is no, we strange didn't. because usually we do at some point. We were both very busy, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, that happens. Whatever. I thought you might invite me over for a late night fire pit, but I realize you... We didn't end up having one yeah. at all. I thought it might be a little difficult. You were working on Sunday, of course, at the Butter Dome. Yeah, and... Um, then I think I came home and I slept for quite a while. Went for lunch and then came home and slept for quite a while. So yeah, it was just a chill. After 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 that, it was just a little bit more relaxing. What about you? Anything anything exciting besides work? No. No. Nope. Okay. Huh. Can't tell you. I have kind of a funny story. Oh, great. So on uh, Thursday, Friday night, went to uh, the No Stone Left Alone Gala mm-hmm. at the Hotel McDonald. The end of the evening. Boy, galas at the Hotel McDonald or something, aren't they? That's just such a beautiful spot. It really is. It, it, Do you it, remember what room it was in? Yes. The ballroom? It's in the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and they have the doors that close yes, and open up, and yes. you sit there and you, and chandeliers, the chandeliers, and, yep. and you start remembering the stories about everything that's on the roof. That's right. Yeah. Every now and then, a ghost or a dog pokes its head in. So uh, anyway, at the end of the evening, um, they uh, all all the flowers, all the centerpiece uh, flowers. They were wanting to make sure they got uh, taken home to a to a. A, a home okay. and they gave them to me but I was in, in a cab on the way home didn't necessarily want to you know truck them all the way back home and just as luck would have it as we were leaving the Colorado Avalanche hockey team showed up <laughs> okay <laughs> they stayed at the Hotel McDonald yep wow it's good to know and uh they, was it after the game? No, this was before the game. This before was Friday the game. night. This was Friday. Oh, right. Okay. This was Friday. So um, I didn't, I wasn't really sure who it was. I was just being friendly at that point of the evening. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I think these might be hockey players, but I don't know. As they were coming in, I'm like, with the flowers, welcome to Edmonton. No way. Really? <laughs> Tried to, you know, give, gift the flowers. If there's any way that you influence that game through I that kind not. gesture... And the guy, first guy was like, yeah, no thanks. Kept on going. Oh, wow. And the next one came through and I'm like, welcome to Edmonton. <laughs> Trying to pass off the flowers. <laughs> no, thank you. Wouldn't well, take them, eh? No one would take, would take these be beautiful flowers. There might against that in the well, NHL. I'm not sure because then someone said, well, Lauren might take them. And Lauren got off the bus. Yeah. Beautiful redhead mm-hmm. who works for the team. I think she's their in-house um, announcer, kind of like their avalanche TV okay. uh, person. So Lauren steps off and steps through the rotating door at the Fairmont uh, Hotel McDonald. And there's another big redhead in a uniform with her hands held out and welcome to Edmonton. And she took them. She took them. Good. Excellent. Yeah. And then I thought afterwards and think, oh, no, because I thought it, when I told you that story, you might think that I might have jinxed it somehow. But I don't think that was no, the problem. You know, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the problem. Honestly, there's nothing, no yeah. such thing as a jinx. As you can well imagine, after predicting whatever game it was, I said, well, I think it was the Florida game. Yeah. You well, said that was a sure thing. I, I, which, of course, in professional sports, no such thing. Yeah. Right? But it is funny the people who messaged me to say, well, you caused the team to lose. If it was that easy, 
honest to God, I would predict a, an Oilers loss every night just to have them win if it was that easy. It really has nothing to do with your underwear or what shirt you wear or how many times you circle or cut the head off a chicken. Or the team doesn't isn't playing well. Hopefully that changes tonight because, of course, we have a game tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, they're playing fairly well, aren't they? Well, their no. goalie isn't. They'll be starting their, okay. their backup goalie. Montreal scores a lot of goals. So basically, we need to score a lot of goals. Mm. Well, don't say it like that. Well, You'll no, jinx but the, the team. They're rejigging the first line, right? They're <laughs> yes. doing yeah, uh, top-heavy front line. That's, right. That's what I was Yeah. Reading. Leon Dreisaitl with mm-hmm. uh, Connor McDavid and uh, Kajula, I believe. is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll see. Who knows? I won't be watching. I'm Welcome working to tonight. Yeah. <laughs> You're working tonight? I am. Where are you working tonight? Not really sure. I think it's at... Uh, <laughs> You'll know when you look. Yeah. Where's um, Where's the dinner theater at? Mayfield? Jubilations, Mayfield? Mayfield. Jubilations, okay. uh, I'm not doing the dinner theater, but I'm in that, that hotel. hotel. So okay. the, is that Hilton by Doubletree, yeah. I think? Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing okay. a show there tonight. Hmm. Always happy, by the way, to get a Tuesday show. Why? Because it's so rare. It, the only thing rarer, honestly, than a Tuesday show is a Monday show. So it's nice to have a little revenue. You know revenue. what might be uh, more rare? What? Uh, Thursday morning, 9 o'clock show. That was Friday morning. <laughs> Friday and man, morning. was that. Uh, it's, I still, yeah. I still look at it on my schedule and can't believe I, I did go, that. What happened? In but I loved Mayo. it. I know. Nemeo School, yeah. Yeah. I know. I've talked about it a couple of times, but I really loved that show. Every now and then. there was. This isn't the right, uh, and I know we've got a guest coming up. This isn't the right place probably for this conversation, but I would love to have this conversation mm. sometime, and perhaps it's with, maybe it's during an announcer's. I know Ryan Jesperson always suggests, uh, as we're going to uh, record those, that, hey, do you want to talk about, and, and I often, when and it's comedy. And we're usually like, no. Right, and I say no, <laughs> no. But with the Christmas party season upon us, mm. um, and all, the, and I know that there's a Facebook string going on right now, started by local community, Lars Kelly, who started mm. a, a Facebook string about corporate Christmas parties, mm. basically, right? And, and the reason I think of it right now, because you bring up the Mayo School. So that's an impossible, not impossible, that's a very difficult situation. Uh, no one's drinking. They have uh, two days of meetings or a day of meetings ahead of them. Uh, they didn't know there was a comedian coming. It's in a school gymnasium. Yeah. Um, there's just so much. But they made it work. Yes, they did. So my hat off to them. They made it work. They knew they set the room like it was a nightclub at night. They gave me a good introduction, a great sound system, and they set up the room properly so that I wasn't talking. Did they have the person do the intro properly? Yes. Because at the end of the day. It's important. (laughs) So it's just just funny to see uh, a school do it properly. At nine o'clock oh, in the morning, yeah. it's a place to learn, right? To and learn then and you teach. know exactly. Then then you do a Christmas party mm. where somebody's paying full price at a really nice venue and do, does everything in their power to screw it up so that the comedian cannot oh. succeed. That's pretty much any Almost public every, speaking gig yeah, yeah, in, exactly. in the world. Yes, exactly. listen to the people who know what they're doing. Right. Um, okay, it's two twelve on the six thirty Chen afternoon news. Coming up on the show, uh, we'll be talking about the uh, the uh, legacy of uh, Stan he- Stan Lee. He passed away early yesterday morning, and you know who we're going to do it with? The fellow that holds the Guinness Book of World Records for being the owner 
of the, the most, most comic books in the world. 100,000 comic books or more, this yeah, guy owns. So I think gonna, it's going to be a great we're conversation. We're going to talk to him. We'll talk to uh, Frank Florian over there at the TELUS World of Science on a number of things. Uh, and a quick break when we come back. Joe McFarland from uh, Calgary Today on Global News Radio 770 CHQR. Uh, down in Calgary, going to join us, of course, today. Calgarians voting <laughs> on that uh, plebiscite, whether or not to host the Olympics. All that and more still to come on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. At 2.17 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Well, today is the day Calgarians are voting in a non-binding plebiscite on whether or not they want the city to put forth an Olympic bid. Uh, joining us now is Joe McFarland, host of Calgary Today on our sister station, Global News Radio 770 CHQR. Uh, hey, Joe, how are you? Not too bad, guys. You? Uh, not too bad. I have to ask. I know that they were going to announce uh, the numbers at 2 in terms of turnout. Uh, do you happen mm. to know, I, I think it was at 30, 13,000 at 9 o'clock this morning. Yeah, it's uh, all overall, it's 130,000 people thus far mm. have turned out to vote, as that's counted, including the advanced vote turnout as well as the mail in. So, 130,000, to put that into perspective, we're not even halfway through the day yet, <laughs> and we are almost at the total voter turnout for the entire 2017 municipal election. That uh, last fall, 157,000 plus cast their ballots in that election. So we're probably going to end up eclipsing that by the end of the day. Joe, I'm sitting here going, what are you we, talking about? We just about both that? shook our heads at the seems, same time. That number seems really low. It, I know it sounds really low, but there weren't a lot of people who showed up in the uh, municipal oh. election, which is crazy to think because there's 767,000 voters in yeah. Calgary. So right now, as it stands, I did a little bit of quick math, and right now, as of... Uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon, the vote day turnout is about 17%. Uh, so yeah, listen, I have to ask, Joe, big, I, I have to ask, so Cal- Calgarians do understand, do they not, uh, that uh, the election that you referred to was actually binding, and this mm. is not. <laughs> this, this is not, and that's, the, uh, that's how enticed people are by this decision, and I think... That's the interesting part about this whole discussion. I mean, we've been talking about it ad nauseum here in Calgary for <laughs> the better part of, you know, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think it really ramped up right after uh, marijuana legalization, right? And, and we've been talking about it nonstop. And it's interesting is that it's both sides that are really engaged in this. You have the yes side who has been going whole hog trying to get this thing to go through. And you have the no side really digging in deep saying there's no way we can afford to pay for this. And They've dug in, and so I think that's why you're seeing the numbers that you are. There's been a lot of talk about the fact that the plebiscite is non-binding. What's the talk down there about that? That's the interesting part, and I think if it, the worst-case scenario is Mayor Nahed, and she says it's a low turnout and a really close call, Mm. then you don't really get a sense of what it's going, what the real feel of Calgary is surrounding a 2026 Olympic Games. Now, the what's going to be really interesting to see is how it all plays out, because if it is really close, I can see, especially if it's really close and a yes, like let's say 51-49, yes, I can see council turning around and say, it's not definitive enough. And then they'll just say, you know what, we're not going to go ahead with it. On the flip side, I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if this council has... The, the political will, I think it'd be political suicide, to be frank, if it was anything above 
50% plus one vote, no. And council turning around saying, you know what, we're going to do it anyways. So I, I know I'd heard uh, tell of the province saying that if it was not a yes vote, even if it was non-binding plebiscite, that they're not coming up with the money that the city correct. needs. Is that correct? That is, yeah. And, and that plays an even bigger part in all of this. Is And I believe the federal cash is even even needs to be a yes as well. And if that's the case and it's a no and council tries to push forward, they won't have much for traction that way. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think the federal funds, to a great extent, is matching funds. So mm-hmm. if the province is out, you know, by default, the feds are out as well. Mm-hmm. So, Takes out $700 million right off yeah. the top. Exactly. So, but let me ask, because I, don't, I honestly don't know, is council looking for an excuse to end the bid? I, I mean, in general terms, I'm sure they're not all in agreement, but in general terms, does your city council want the Olympics? It, well, if you judge it just based on the vote that was had, it was an eight-seven vote to go or to not wow. go forward with yeah. the plebiscite That's itself. Right. So, this has been a big bone of contention here in Calgary. It's just the political meandering that we've seen when it comes to city hall. Here is we've had a bit of back and forth over the money and that kind of thing. But when push came to shove, uh, after the feds announced their contribution one weekend. It was on a fr- late Friday. On Monday, Tuesday, you had multiple members of city council saying, we can't get behind this bid, and, or just based off the economics and the money. Now, all of a sudden, you, so that brought them to a vote to say, okay, somebody came forward and said, we need to put an end to this, not spend any more money on the plebiscite. But they needed 10 votes, and they only got eight, so they ended up having to go forward with the plebiscite anyways. <laughs> If it was, I know, we, I've been laughing about this for the better part of a week and a half now. That's how crazy this has gotten. And there's still a potential, especially with Mayor Nahednenshi at the helm, not to say that he can fix anything or any, that way, but he has an incredible ability to get the vote out. As mm. was witnessed in the last municipal election, he's a very ardent yes. Huh. So any th- I, I've said it on air, I'll say it again, anything and everything can happen between now and 10 o'clock tonight. So when you talk about getting that, that vote out, there's been lots of talk about um, this youth vote that could possibly sway. Where's that talk come from? And, uh, and yeah, and tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic that I think has been set out here. And, and what's been really a... a disappointing aspect of I think this bid has been that has been very divisive here and one of the things that I think it's really highlighted is that there's a bit of an age gap that is being played at here where a, the younger generation of people and, and I'm certainly one of them like I'm, I'm 35 but when I look at how many people within my social circles are saying yes let's plan for the future let's do something to stand behind much like our fathers and grandfathers had with the Olympics of 88, now that older group is the one that is really pushing back and saying no. I'm curious, and I, I blogged about this at, uh, on our website, is Mayor Nenshi was supposedly the underdog heading into the last municipal election, yet he won hands down, mm-hmm. and there's a question as to whether or not he got the younger vote out, very socially conscious younger vote out, and that fiscally conscious vote, which was behind Bill Smith, wasn't as big as a lot of people thought. 
Hmm. You well, know, Joe, it's interesting to talk to you as opposed to a reporter because you do the job we do. So you host, and that means you're allowed to have an opinion. So let me ask you your opinion. Is this one of those projects where Mayor Nenshi wants to have this as his legacy? Ooh, good question. <laughs> See, and, and here's the interesting thing. I've only been doing this gig for a couple of months because I've, I was news director for five years before <laughs> this, so I'm still kind of new to this whole opinion thing. Well, ignore those instincts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My opinion on this is I actually agree. I asked the mayor flat out this on Friday, and he said... No, because if I am actually able to be the mayor at that, at that point, I'd be the longest-serving mayor. I do believe that he thinks he could hang his leadership legacy cap on an Olympic Games, but I don't think it is the be-all, end-all. Okay. And so there is that aspect of he does need something big because he hasn't really gotten that big win yet, but he was even uncertain about this bid even a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. So... Yeah, the results expected, uh, the final results expected around, what, 10 o'clock tonight, right, Joe? Yeah, you betcha. Okay, so if no, how quickly do you think uh, the city will move to sp- to scrap the plans? And if it's a yes, what happens next? <laughs> That's a great question, too. Uh, with no, I think they will move as quick as possible, especially if it's a decisive no. I think it'll be over, done with, no one will say anything more. If it does, then we've got another thing cooking here in city in the city of Calgary. If it is a yes, then it becomes a really interesting dynamic because now all of a sudden you have a very ardent no side that you have to kind of win over and convince to say, hey, you need to come on our side and get behind this bid because we still don't actually have the games. We still have to show the IOC that we are the best out of three other or four other uh, contenders. So there's a really big ramp up that needs to happen if Calgary votes yes. You know, it's going to be interesting to watch. It's sort of, uh, I, as you say, you've been talking about it for a while. We've talked about it on and off here and there because, of course, it's happening way down mm-hmm. Highway 2. But um, it is a funny thing because when you have an election, well, a plebiscite specifically, uh, a question of yes or no, what tends to be missing is why. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if you if the youth vote, for example, is able to sway it over to a yes, yeah, sure, what kid doesn't want to have a party in his parents' house, right? But uh, if you think about uh, yes, because I think it's going to be a huge monetary gain for the city. If that's the reason you're voting for it, has that been proven to even be true? Well, and, and there's been some question as to the extent of which, right? Is it 10 times, as some people have said, the, the economic spinoffs that come off of the investment process, the ROI? Some have said 10 to 1. Others are saying it's more like 4 to 1, 3 to 1, that kind of thing. There is proof in the pudding in terms of, When we hosted back in 88, we were coming off of a really bad financial situation Mm -hmm. here in Alberta, uh, given the late or the sort of the mid to late 80s there. And it really helped jumpstart the economy. And that's something that Calgarians have been talking about for ages, it seems like now, given our downtown office vacancy rates at 25 to 28 percent. And you've got businesses that are going belly up all over the place and, and sky-high unemployment. So could this maybe be the little mini, uh, mini kickstart we need? I, it's hard to say. A lot of people think that that is the case, though. And so 
it's it's all about optics at the end of the day mm-hmm. and whether or not those people do believe what might be coming down the line. Well, Joe, we'll be watching uh, those results come in tonight and uh, wouldn't be surprised to talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for this, <laughs> Joe. To do it, guys, as <laughs> okay. always. Take care. You bet. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.